0: Just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle,
1: you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality.
0: Welcome to Life Today Live. Hope you had a great weekend. I know I had a hot one down here in Texas where the humidity was unusually awful. Uh, But it's good to be back in the cool studio here talking to you guys Um, because, you know, we need a break. I mean, God didn't rest on the Sabbath because he was tired, and I think he rested so he could give us, you know, hey, take a break, take a breather, go do something that's not work for a day, right? We all need to take a break, but we all have a tendency, I think a lot of us do, I do, have a tendency sometimes to go beyond that to the... Like I want to get away from everything, you know. We call it escapism, uh, and that can be uh, that can be a very damaging thing. Actually, is depending on how far it goes. How do we balance that? You know, the the godly idea of, of maybe taking a break and the damaging idea, because I think everything the enemy throws us is is, is a, a counterfeit of what God said, and so I think you know you got the rest, and then you got escape. I think is the counterfeit of it and so we're going to gonna explore that a little bit today with uh, someone who has a book on it it's part of a series of counseling books that's very helpful it's called i want to escape uh, and it's written by rush witt and rush is the lead pastor of paramount church in bexley ohio and he's also a certified biblical counselor so all you people throughout my life that have said you need help i'm getting it right here live on the air rush good to have you on live today live
1: Thank you. I'll do my best, Randy. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, this is this is not a free session <laughs> to talk about the book. So, I, off the top, anyway. I, I tried to kind of give my thoughts, my translation of of the sort of the difference here. But you're, you're the expert. What is escapism?
1: Well, that's that's a great question. I think that all of us um, have to be able to answer to some degree, and I think we're all learning to um, to to define that. Uh, you know, I really think that I'm an, only an expert in escapism in the sense that I am good at finding ways to escape. And in that way, I think everybody is uh, an expert uh, in that. And uh, and so, you know, actually, the, the reason this book came about was because I started noticing more clearly my own desire and tendency to escape. And also in the lives of people in my church, people that I would, you know, counsel or discipleship, but in particular, my own life. And of course the pandemic brought that out so clearly. And so it was around that time that I just got really interested in thinking about what does the Bible say about this and how can we bring some simple help? So this book came about out of a desire to uh, to provide some, some short kind of biblical treatment, to help us think about the different ways that we escape and how that could be a, maybe an overlooked problem Mm-hmm. in in our lives because it's it's difficult to get our get our hands around it you you sort of mentioned that a little bit earlier um and so i think it's an important topic for us to think about
0: would would it be tied to how
1: we face difficulties in our lives oh uh, i think absolutely it has everything to do with how we face them and you know how we how we understand what our difficulties are uh what their role in our lives are i mean to think that, uh, you know, the Bible so consistently, frequently talks about trials and difficulties as, as things that God is using for the good of his people. And yet I still find it work in my heart, this desire to get away from them or escape them. And that's not to say that there aren't, you know, certain challenges, certainly like physical danger is a great example, where there there needs to be a a a kind of escape a distancing Mm -hmm. but really in in this conversation that we're having we're really thinking more about escape in terms of how do i how do i bring a kind of counterfeit answer to the problems that i'm facing in my life so absolutely Maybe, maybe that's a good way to talk about it is the proper kind of biblical ways to face challenges and difficulties and the counterfeit ways that we tend to do that. That might be a good way to, to, to <laughs> distinguish those two. Yeah.
0: Well, I, you know, you're, you're in Ohio. Um, are you yeah. a football fan? Is it?
1: Yeah, I'm a football fan. So, you know, when they
0: go in for halftime, they go in to plan how they're going to play better. They don't go in mm. to get out of the game. That's right. And I, I think, uh, great when example. I, yeah, when I look at escapism, I think sometimes it's not taking a break from the, the stress and the, uh, responsibilities of life uh, in a healthy way so that we can turn around and address them better. Cause that's what rest is, you know? Mm, uh, I right. I, think, I do think that's what the Sabbath is for, to keep it holy, to keep it right. set apart. In other words, have a day where you don't do work, you know, do something yeah. besides work and I work in the yard yeah. or something, you know, or uh, spend time with family Um, in order that I can, When I like today coming back on, on a Monday where I've got, I actually have four interviews today cause I'm, Preparing for some vacation time soon. Um, I, I'm I'm ready to go after this weekend because not because I escaped, but because mm. I, I rested. Yeah. I took care of some things that, with my family, with my home. And now I can pour myself into the challenges. And this is an easy one talking, to you it's I love not it. not like a problem, right?
1: The, for sure, yeah. No, I, I love the way you're talking about that. I think that's I think that's exactly right because when we think about rest in that way you're thinking about rest as a means by which I'm going to face what I'm being challenged with. Yeah. And the rest becomes an instrumental tool to give me the energy or the focus that I need to kind of cali- recalibrate and then and then move in the right direction. I think that's a beautiful way to put it, um, using that analogy.
0: So how do we know maybe that we're engaging in escapism in a negative way as opposed to just – Resting or something. What are some of the signs yeah. of escapism?
1: Well, you know, I, I think here's a good way to, I think, answer that question. Um, I'm really helped if I can, uh, somebody can give me kind of uh, basic answers. I do best when the bar is a, is a little bit low, and so if we just kind of have a basic answer, maybe working uh, from the reverse. Okay. So what I talk about some in this topic and in about this topic in this book is the importance of what I'm calling something very simple sounding, courageous dependence as the answer to our desires to escape. So courageous dependence on God in the midst of these difficulties. And so if we take those two terms, courage and dependence as the solution, it helps us understand where am I going wrong when two things happen? One, I become discouraged or I lose courage and momentum in the proper forward direction of my life. Or number two, what happens to me when escape is going wrong, I become independent. I hmm. think that God is nowhere around to help me and I need to solve this on my own, but I know I don't have the tools to do it. And so my best bet is to escape and run away. So those are, those are a couple of ways I think I can see in my life when it's going beyond the helpful kind of rest break, uh, regrouping, recalibrating. When my courage is on the decline, I'm no longer looking to the Lord for help and anticipating overcoming a challenge. uh, And I'm becoming independent from him, trying to take control of things on my own. Um, That's a good line for me. Uh, I'm sure that there are others. How does that? Do you think that kind of plays into your life? Do you see yeah. a similar kind? Of-
0: it, it, well, it does, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to just look back and go, "Was that? Is that what I was doing by watching, you know, Netflix all mm-hmm. weekend? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, or was, yeah. that, or was that rest? I mean, because I hmm, let me let me ask you this: if yeah. if I am escaping, if I got things that I need to address or things that I need to do, I don't enjoy. What, what I would maybe call relaxation, uh, mm-hmm. it, even if it just means sitting down and watching a movie or something, um, because those things are rolling through my head. They're they're yeah. untended, untaken care of, uh, mm. and that's kind of the way I'm wired, which I think forces me to it. And and if I just ignore it, uh, then I think it becomes escapism. Is there is there an element of ignoring responsibility? And I don't just mean work. I mean the responsibility to maybe to go talk to that person or to oh, a, or apologize sure. or, you know, restore a relationship or encourage somebody, wish somebody Happy Father's Day, you know, yesterday. Yeah. Is, is there an element of not doing what you should be doing become escapism instead of just, you know, rest or relaxation, entertainment?
1: Oh, for sure. And that really resonates with me. Um, It reminds me of, you know, lots of examples in my life when I've done that very thing, and I think all of us are tempted to do it. You know, I think one of the big ways, if we want to think about, you know, one of the categories of escape that seems to be common to all of us, we might put a word on it that is something along the lines of denial. Mm -hmm. You mentioned earlier that I live in Ohio. And um, there has been a, a commercial campaign about the opioid epidemic mm-hmm. in Ohio. And uh, it's really it's really clever um, and creative. What the campaign does is it visualizes a fictional city in Ohio that is the city of denial. And it pictures all of these families who live in denial, mm. in denial Ohio. And so when they're faced with the opioid epidemic, or the kind of dangers that it poses to their to their neighborhood or to their kids and the influences of that problem. They always dismiss it or deny that it exists. They say those classic things like, that could never happen here in denial. We don't have those kind of problems in denial. And uh, that really resonated with me when I saw that commercial. and I thought that's exactly the way that I often escape by denying. Uh, Similar to what you're getting at in Mm -hmm. that question, you know, when when I'm watching or binging something on Netflix, uh, it can it can be a kind of break. But uh, but often for me, it, it is I have that in the back of my mind. I know that this needs to be dealt with but I'm just going to, for a while, pretend that it doesn't exist. Right, right. And I'm going to deny that, live in that state of denial, and as though everything is comfortable. And that's the promise, right? That's the promise of denial. Denial says everything can be comfortable, everything can be okay, if you can just sweep this problem under the rug and set your mind on something else. But, you know, in reality, it doesn't work that way. It always comes back out from under the rug, and it always comes out worse. So, uh, so it's an important, yeah, that's an important aspect, I think, to, to escape for sure.
0: You know, the subtitle of your book is, uh, reaching for hope when life is too much. Um, you, as a pastor, you know, coming through the pandemic, it's, it's crazy how much we, we talk about this, but it's real. And it did expose, I think, a lot of sort of preexisting conditions, uh, sure. You yeah, know, exacerbated a lot of things that were already there. Just made them worse. Magnified things like a magnifying glass on a lot of people. For standards. sure. Um, has this come up a lot in, in your church? Uh, is it generational? Maybe a little more than. Uh, does it hit some generations more than others? What do, What are you seeing out there practically in counseling and in your church?
1: Yeah. Well, for the first part of your question, in terms of our church, that was definitely something that that fed into. Um, my thinking and trying to work through this issue of escapism in in writing this book, because at the same time, we all remember at the same time that the pandemic was going on, there were all of these uh, political issues that were swelling. We had lots of important, very important social questions and issues happening. It brought to our attention lots of of places of disagreement, uh, especially in churches, mm-hmm. whether churches should be online, whether they should keep going, whether they should space out the pews or the chairs, whether they should wear masks or not. And there was so much opportunity for conflict and all of that fed into and, yeah. and, yeah. and pressed in on that desire to escape. Right. And And we had lots of, you know, we, not we in our church particularly, but in churches at large, there was a lot of shuffling around that happened, where people were leaving one church to go to another, uh, because those pressures just were too difficult, and they thought maybe there was somewhere else. But then they found those pressures there as well. So, yeah, it really did. It really did um, swell, magnify, show off some of the pre-existing. I like what you said, pre-existing conditions, uh, for sure. The second thing that you asked is really interesting. I don't know that I have actually thought about that until you brought it up just now is whether there is a generational component to it. I'm not sure what you think. I, I think, uh, and I'm not a great historian, but I think maybe there is a little something to that in, the, in this present moment and the ways that we're seeing escapism rising, uh, you know, compared to maybe past generations. I don't know if maybe one of the issues is that, you know, past generations may have had a different kind of maybe a different kind of ethic about working on problems or maybe it's a little bit of work ethic uh where there was a little more bravery to push into problems uh move forward um certainly that's a little different today
0: any generation that has survived a war probably has a little more grit uh so i don't know I, i i wouldn't want to speculate too much um i guess what i what i want to know at the end of the day is is if i have a loved one who is just they just checked out, you know, and I, and I like, I want to bring them back or maybe I feel like, I mean, I am running and I really need to, to not do that because it's, it's mm-hmm. in your words, crippling, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do I, how do I turn that corner? How do I, how do I escape escapism?
1: Well, I think it's a lifelong first. I, I think it's going to be for all of us, a lifelong challenge. I think that our uh, our struggle with with these kinds of sin issues and temptations are going to continue until the very end when the Lord returns or we go to be with him uh, and everything is put right again. Uh, but in the meantime, I think that we have immense hope through the gospel of Jesus Christ for us to be able to face, um, to understand, to endure in a way rather than escape in those kind of unhealthy ways for us to to gain those two things that I mentioned earlier, courage and an increasing dependence on the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of opportunity for us and potential because God is at work and his grace is sufficient. And I said earlier that I really benefit from a plan that I can understand. And so uh, I've tried to put together, and there, there are a number of different ways that we could talk about it, but to put together what what I might call a, a kind of three-part plan for for responding to this escapism problem. And and first, we could remember it just with three words. They're easy to remember. One, pray. Two, believe. And three, act. The longer version would be pray with humility. This is one of the things that we need to counteract that independent feeling that wells up in me, that God is nowhere around. I need to take control or, or something like that. I need to pray with with humility to become dependent, increasingly dependent, talk to God about my need for him. So pray with humility and then to believe with gospel hope is second. And when I say believe with gospel hope, what I mean is that we need the constant reminder of what the gospel actually is. It's not just the thing that gets us into heaven. It actually is the announcement of good news of what Jesus has done for us, not simply to forgive us and and convert or save us initially, but it's the good news that he's done everything necessary to keep maturing and helping us. Mm -hmm. And we need that reminder. and We need a growing belief in the gospel to give us the hope and courage that we need. And then finally, that third word was act. And the long version is to act with courageous dependence Hmm. to gather the help. Maybe I need some help from my church or a pastor or a counselor, maybe from a Christian friend to know what to do. But we have to make that shift to then act with courageous dependence and take the necessary steps to address whatever this challenge is that's before us that God is helping us to, to address. So that's a simple plan there that we can at least begin with and hopefully get us moving that, that, and that's what i need, <laughs> I, need, I, need you I need steps when i see
0: something it's like uh, what, what can i do about it so that's oh. actually very good very helpful this is the book i want to escape by rush wit and i also want to show you the website for new growth press this is NewGrowthPress.com, uh, and like i said this this book is a part of a series that is called the ask the christian counselor series and uh very helpful they got it let's see i'll scroll down I got a lot of resources here so you you can go through you can find books in the series as well as the other things from new growth press uh, and then you can go to rush's website my name is rush dot com uh lo- love the atypical url that's that's nice yeah <laughs>
1: like well the, yeah I have an atypical name so uh, uh that's helpful
0: yeah <laughs> I, last question I have for you, and this is on on a very serious note because huh. uh, i I Can escapism in its most extreme form, and this is not to suggest that Mm -hmm. it's the slippery slope. If I'm watching too much Netflix, I'm not going to end up. Absolutely. But can it in its worst form, uh, I mean, I think we see addiction obviously as a very realistic place, but but can it lead to to suicidal ideation or action?
1: It absolutely can. And sadly it absolutely does in so many cases. And, you know, I, I think that there are two kinds of, two kinds of ways that this happens. One is a kind of, um, everyday struggle way. And what I mean by that is that I think there is something tied to our natural desire to escape that even, even you and I, when we are not thinking about something as serious, you know, as suicide, or we're not thinking about that in really concrete terms, there is, seems to be in my heart, a voice that when I'm really despairing of my situation, I start to have some thoughts of maybe it would be better if I wasn't in this situation, or maybe it would be better if I wasn't alive. And those can be fleeting, intrusive, unwanted thoughts, but sometimes they can be much more serious than that, as we know, because The suicide rate is so very tragically high. The World Health Organization, I think, uh, reports that three quarters of a million people die by suicide every year. And that's not even counting the number of people that that have these kind of growing intrusive thoughts or, you know, maybe even serious thoughts about it. So absolutely, it is a major it's a major concern. And we want to offer major hope for people who who have such a such a serious struggle going on with escape and so yeah. for anybody who's feeling that way or has a friend who's who is who's is feeling like they're a danger to themselves or they're really beginning to hit this low point of despair i i want to encourage all all manner of help and care and seriousness to reach out to a trusted pastor or biblical counselor you know a compassionate christian friend and know how to get help especially if Somebody is in that really darkest point, whether that is in the United States, of course, call 911, get whatever help is needed right away. In Europe, 112, there are resources to help. And I think it's really very important. I'm glad that you bring that up.
0: Yeah, I, I've been told by people smarter than me, in other words, experts in the field, that uh, most people don't want to die, they just want the pain to stop. Mm. And I can see how when escapism provides that relief to the pain, so you don't have to yeah. deal with life's hard moments, there can come become a place, I mean, if you go the addiction route, then that, it's all, that's its own whole destructive road. Mm-hmm. But there, I think like anything, enough is never enough after a while. And so the escapism becomes more intense, more prolonged, uh, maybe different methods, whatever. But at the end of it, you just you, you you're gonna have to turn around and face it at some point, or you you'll just pile on the pain to the point where you just don't even want to live anymore. I don't mm. know. I, that's just I've seen it in, in some people close to sure. me, so it's anecdotal. But that's why I think it's an important issue. It's like if you if you're feeling that that pull and if you're yeah. living that tendency, turn it around. Well, it's easier before it gets really
1: bad, right? Yeah, I think that's I think that's very important. My wife really faced serious personal issues earlier in her life, which which led down this kind of dangerous path, and it was a major struggle for her. In fact, uh, in this book, I, I asked her to write a letter uh, for anyone who's struggling to be able to read that letter and gain hope and m- maybe even some kind of compassionate perspective from someone they know has been in those trenches with them. And that's an important part of this book as well, because it, it lends another voice uh, that can be encouraging and hopeful and helpful. And I'm really glad that's a part of this, of this short book as short as it is to have this letter there really, really helpful. Yeah.
0: No, I, I, any encouragement and, and pointing people in the right direction uh, I think is, is powerful. I mean, it just takes, it just, it just takes that, that turn in direction can change your mind. And once your mind That's changes, right. your feelings start to change. And once your mind and feelings are in change, you know, your actions and words and, and your life changes. So, That's right. Uh, Rush, anything you want to add before I let you go? I sure appreciate yeah, this conversation.
1: I really appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you and and talk about this because it is so important. And as you mentioned earlier, there are some other books very similar to this one in that series, Ask the Christian Counselor. Mm -hmm. They're not written just for counseling. Anyone could pick them up and they are geared around specific kind of counseling questions that are often asked, whether it's anxiety and decision making or maybe suffering a really serious betrayal or you know, being diagnosed with a psychiatric disorder and wondering what does the Bible say to help me with this? Mm-hmm. This growing series is really, really helpful uh, set of books. They're they're not very long, maybe a hundred pages. And so they're great to give to a friend, take for yourself. And so I would encourage uh, all of listeners to, to visit the website you mentioned, newgrowthpress.com and learn more about those. See what kind of help there may be as we're all trying to grow together and move forward in the Christian life.
0: Yeah great resources to help people and I appreciate that I appreciate the conversation Uh, the website again if you want to check out the whole series is newgrowthpress.com it looks like this and then of course Rush's website my name is looking like that and just to cap off the resources we're letting you know about today I want to escape so don't do it learn to fight and fight well you can overcome that's the promise we're given in scripture so A little courageous dependence on God'll go a long way. Appreciate you guys being here. We'll see you again on next on Life Today Live.